재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. I'm very, very excited today because we're launching a new part of our weekend edition. It's called Korea on Screen. And we, every week at this time, we're going to take apart, deconstruct, hold up to the light, mass media, whether that's in the form of film, video, television, drama, YouTube, you name it. And we're going to deconstruct and look into these items as cultural texts and see what kind of stuff we can figure out about Korean society by doing that. We have notable experts every week. Uh, I think you'll find we've got some real firepower in this segment. And we launch with filmmaker and film expert Wansuk Chin. Wansuk, hello. Hello. <laughs> it is a real pleasure to have you. I'm so psyched that you're here with me in the studio. Um, you are, let's, let's get to know you briefly. Some people are hearing you for the first time. Uh, you have done quite experimental things in the world of film, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I've made movies uh, traditionally uh, on 35mm. And, uh, and then also I made a couple of short films uh, with a smartphone. You made some smartphone films. And nowadays everybody's kind of doing that. But you did it, I remember, years ago when this was just, the, it was still a wacky notion to make films on smartphones. Yes, I think it, it, it for me, uh, when I learned that uh, you could actually have HD uh, quality uh, with a smartphone, why not uh, use this and, uh, you know, do make something, you mm-hmm. know, rather than just wait for studio producer to call you, you know. So I, I just, for me, it was uh, out of uh, uh, frustration and, um, and thirst for like creativity. And uh, I was very happy that I did that. And it really kind of got me really, re, uh, I don't know, like very excited about uh, filmmaking. Again, give me a quick plug. What was the name of that film? And what was uh, it about? I did this movie called The 992, uh, which was a, a kind of homage to the late Steve Jobs. Mm. Um, um, I did that. It was a comedy for like 30 minutes long, and uh, it premiered at the uh, 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 Macworld uh, mm. in San Francisco. And uh, it's available on YouTube. Very cool. So it's out there. One talk is out there as a filmmaker, as a film commentator. He's basically all over the internet, and he's got some very informed takes on what's going on. One talk, uh, I guess the goal of this thing is to. I am not what you would call particularly Korea film literate. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't have the repertoire quite yet. I want to work towards changing that, and especially using films as a vehicle to understand Korea better. So I'm going to ask you to kind of. You know, step into the role of Sun Tang Nim here and uh, <laughs> kind <laughs> of walk us student. through. Okay. <laughs> um, this time around, we are in a very political season sure. uh, in Korean life. There's just no avoiding it. Uh, we've gone through the period of the candlelight protests. We've seen unbelievably unprecedented changes because of those protests and because of the judicial process. And so that has affected pop culture sensibilities has certainly it? the movie industry was uh, heavily uh, affected by what happened in the past a few years so i want to actually talk about um uh, for today i want to talk about what's has happened in the korean film industry to get a better understanding of you know how you know such political climate can affect uh the type of movies uh, we make here i've always been fascinated by the sort of gears and mechanisms by which the pop culture hub, be it Hollywood or wherever that's located, I guess in Seoul here, responds to the political situation. Um, is it fair to say that South Korean filmmakers, by and large, 
are slightly more sensitive to the political situation in South Korea than, say, Hollywood filmmakers might be in the U.S.? I think so. I think so. The filmmakers are definitely more politically uh, conscious, uh, mm. which is happening also in the United States um, mm. as we are experiencing it now. I don't know if you uh, go to the movie theaters in Korea, um, uh, but up until last winter, if you go to a movie theater in Korea, you would notice um, well, multiplex chain was showing uh, you know, before the uh, feature presentation, you know, it was like a kind of propaganda-like commercial mm-hmm. uh, featuring how great Korea is, how much we accomplished. Mm. Uh, and we all kind of suspected that uh, movie studios or movie theaters uh, were under pressure from the government, you know, to make more uh, pro-government, uh, anti-communist uh, or like anti-liberal content. And that suspicion was proven true when we learned about this whole corruption, uh, you know, involving the president. Mm-hmm. So, in a nutshell, without getting too, too political, we can say that the government generally has more levers over the culture industry here, uh, not the least of which is the Ministry of Culture and all of its various organs, to exert influence yeah, over sir, the production. Yes, uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, well, the last decade, uh, we had a couple of very powerful movies uh, about dissidents. Uh, there was a movie called The Attorney. I don't know if you remember that. The Attorney. That. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was a film by Yang Woo-seok and uh, starring uh, Song Kang-ho. And that movie... Was, Go ahead and tell me the Korean title as well. That was a Pyeonho-in. Pyeonho-in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that movie uh, was loosely based on the life of uh, the former president, uh, No Mu-hyun. Mm-hmm. And um, that movie was a huge hit. I mean, it uh, had over 10 million admissions. And then there was a movie called the May 18th. Uh, that came out in 2007. And that film uh, was about the events leading up to the Gwangju I believe uh, I massacre. saw that one. What was the Korean title? Hwaryoan Hyuga. Yes. Beautiful Vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Hwaryoan Hyuga. Uh, an ironically titled movie in Korean, the English title being much more literal. Uh, I did see that. Yeah, the English title May 18th, but then, you know, it, it, the, the reference was kind of a, you know, a, you know, very ambiguous, you know, because what, what does it, May 18th, uh, you know, yeah. mean, you know? Right. Only the Koreans Only will know. Only the Koreans will know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have almost advised them to go in a different direction with the translation. But both of these subject matters, the life of No Hyun so soon after his very emotional and sad end, and uh, the Gwangju massacre, these are explosive and emotional subject matters for the Korean market, right? Yes, and these movies came out uh, and uh, government wasn't very happy about this this type of movie. So so they, like I said, you know, they pressured the go make some uh, uh, more sort of a, sure. a pro-government or more, more patriotic, more nationalistic mm. movies. Dare we say more conservative because conservatives don't come off very well at all in no. either of those movies. Yeah, and, and, and typically in Korea, uh, when you make movies, uh, the, government, uh, the government doesn't support Korean movies directly, but they help create these film funds uh, uh, contributed by the venture capitalists. Mm-hmm. So, so these movies, obviously the government... Uh, mandates uh, what kind of movies uh, they can definitely mandate Surely. what kind of movies uh, uh, you know we can make now so uh, the studios were pressured so they responded with a more sort of conservative leaning movies uh, so we had a movie called Northern Limit Line ah yes do you remember that film mm-hmm. uh, which of, I mean it's a, fa- a very uh, well known uh, true event 
This is about, uh, I, I reported on this and referred back to this incident, one of the major naval battles, right? The yes. Northern Limit Line, if you've just you know gotten off the plane in Korea, it is the UN-drawn uh, aquatic border between North and South. Highly, highly contested. Uh, real fault line for possible conflict. And it has been the site of conflict. Mm-hmm. So this was about a... a from the viewpoint of a moviegoer, a very exciting naval battle, right? Yes, it's a war movie, but also very, again, like patriotic and mm. as a result, uh, anti-communist. Mm. And the film uh, uh, came out in 2015. The Korean title is Yeonpyeong Haejeon. Aha, Yeonpyeong Haejeon, uh, mm-hmm. which is a naval battle. battle. Ma- naval battle. battle, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that film was not well received critically. But Forgive me one second. Is this before or after the shelling of Yeonpyeong-do? That that movie came out. This movie came out in 2000. Well after, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's baked into that name. Yunpyeong is going to call to mind uh, when those shells landed on Yunpyeong just across the Yeah, island. yeah. That was, I think that was in 2010. 11 or 10. Yeah, 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 I believe. So that movie critically was panned, but it did um, connect with the audience, uh, especially the conservative uh, you know, members of the audience. And then uh, another studio came with another movie called uh, Operation Chromite. I'm Operation sure. Chromite. Chromite. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a Transformers movie in a way, but uh, if you give us the Korean title. And, uh, the Korean title is Incheon Sangnyuk Jakjeon. Okay, so that is the literally the landing at Incheon. Do I have that correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is the tale of the incredibly daring uh, landing on those mud flats of Incheon, led by General Douglas MacArthur. That's correct, and that was on uh, uh, that was in September 1950. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that film came out last year, and it was uh, directed by John H. Lee, Korean American filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, again, uh, that film got notoriety because they cast. Hollywood actor, Irish actor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they cast an Irish actor who's popular in Hollywood to play uh, the general, uh, general who um, turned the tide in the Korean War. We've actually got a little clip from that. Let's go ahead and hear Liam Neeson doing his thing. Passing 400 kilometers off the southern tip of Jeju Island. If she continues on this course, tomorrow night will be treacherous. Not turn back. A long time ago, I promised myself I would live as though I expected to live forever. Years may wrinkle the skin. However, you give up your ideals. I keep waiting for him to say, I have a very particular set of skills. (laughs) (laughs) I will find you. (laughs) And I will kill you. No, um, so yeah, I kind of doubt that... uh, I don't know, maybe MacArthur did talk like that. But the point is they are hammering home the the patriotic ideal and the, the character mm-hmm. of MacArthur. Never turn back there. So this is uh, in fully in sync with this sort of Egukshim movie, the patriotic movie. Wave. Yeah, because for the conservative uh, people in Korea, I mean, General MacArthur was almost like he was a hero, mm. uh, you know, because he, he, well, I mean, he, definitely there was a controversy, you know, about the role he played. Sure. But, um, Regardless, you know, you, you cast Liam Neeson, um, 
because of the curiosity factor. You know, people sure. wanted to see, hey, Niam Neeson is in a Korean movie. Right. Let's go check it out. So the film uh, gross uh, had a 7 million admissions. Uh, uh, that's a huge, that's a, roughly about 50 million US dollars at box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, the film was uh, criticized for its very simplistic um, portrayal of North Korean characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just evil, you know. Yeah. Uh, and for then, evil's sake, <laughs> <laughs> and the dialogue was a little uh, stilted, and uh, there were some plot holes, and just didn't make sense, you know. But um, again, you know, this uh, you know pleased uh, the the previous uh, government. Uh, I just think that uh, so after this, you know, the filmmakers were a little angry, you know, because uh, oh, my, you know, the studios are now making these propaganda movies but you know the studios i have to say they have to give them a benefit of doubt uh they're not interested they're not political you know studios are only interested in making money you know i would think that's a sign of the maturity of south korea's culture and content industries that it's emerging into and it's becoming more global isn't it mm-hmm. there's an appetite for korean content and that becomes more and more disengaged from whatever the temporary political situation might be in Korea. Nonetheless, uh, the whole thrust of what we're talking about is that, yes, there is still, for the moment here in 2017, uh, influence. There is a connection between the political situation and what tends to emerge in mm-hmm. the cinemas. What other kind of movies fit this sort of patriotic upsurge that uh, you're talking about here? Well, there's another movie that was a uh, big hit in Korea called Ode to My Father. Ode to My Father. What was that called in Korean? Kukje uh, Shijang. Oh, okay. That title, I recognize that title more than Ode to My Father. That's mm-hmm. a real tearjerker, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, and it's uh, sort of uh, compared as uh, the Korean uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> the, really? Uh, in the sense of uh, you're seeing eras before your eyes. Yes, yes. So so the, the, uh, the protagonist, uh, well, the story kind of uh, begins in the Korean War and then it kind of comes, uh, basically covers... Uh, the modern uh, Korean history mm. and through the eyes of this uh, very ordinary uh, father figure. I see. And, and how much he uh, sacrificed for the, uh, the well-being of his family. So, again, you know, this uh, movie kind of uh, looks back at the past uh, in a very nostalgic way. And the film, I, I wouldn't say it was patriotic, more nationalistic, but mm. it's still like it was showing like, see what we did, you know, for you, uh, your sort of uh, uh, well-being. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, the, the older generation really, I mean, the film is very emotional. It's definitely, I cried uh, watching the film, even though I didn't like uh, parts of the film. Mm. Uh, it was very effective. But um, again, you know, it is that type of uh, sort of this patriotic and nationalistic movies which were being made in Korea up until uh, last year. Yeah. There's something about Korean movie makers. Some of the best stuff elicits tears very easily. T- Koreans, for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe well, it's the national the experience. I, th- I think that uh, uh, when you make... See, in Korea, like they make movies, uh, you know, you have... It's an action thriller, but you got to have uh, what we call a shimpa. Meaning, I don't know how to how to translate that, but it's just like you got to have that very emotional moment, even if it's uh, again like a thriller. You know, you got to have that moment where like people 
break down or cry mm-hmm. or something. I think that the audience expects uh, all kinds of emotions when they watch a movie. It's yes. not just one type of emotion. This is the thing, you know, if you've got one of those people criticizing the realisticness of this or that movie, just tell them it's not the point. The movie's taking you on an emotional journey. It's not all about the details. We got to tip our hat briefly to this blacklist uh, that uh, this government was accused of maintaining. What effect did that have on the overall mood or output of uh, the movie industry here? We didn't know. But but we knew that the government wasn't happy with the filmmakers uh, because the filmmakers are by nature they are uh, liberal mm. i think that's true in pretty much almost every country but we did not know that uh, uh they actually put together a blacklist uh and uh, later when we find out actually it did affect a lot of filmmakers uh, in fact park chanuk whom we know from like old boy he made a film called the, the handmaiden again you know he was this uh filmmaker in Korea, like uh, you make movie and you you become eligible for this uh, government funding, mm-hmm. and he, he did not get that funding. The Handmaiden Agashi, right? Yes. In Korean. Uh-huh. This was some risque material. I think the government might have been a little bit found it a bit radioactive, or was it for political reasons? I, I, well, at first we thought, oh yeah, because of the subject matter, maybe the government uh, or the 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 fund uh, said no to that this film, but. You knew that you know this film was going to be commercial because it's got uh, Kim Mini, uh, it's got Park Chanuk uh, and Ha Jung Woo, so it's it's still like it was going to be a commercial film. But uh, like I said, the Korean uh, filmmakers are very anti-establishment, and uh, despite this, all this, you know, filmmakers you know wanted to make the type of movies you know which reflect what's happening in the society. Mm-hmm. So in the past of a few years, you know, we started having this uh, very politically themed movies which challenge the establishment and one of those movies which got really uh, well received was Inside Man Inside Man in the Korean title is Ne Bujadil Ne Bujadil is that a direct translation more or less I think so yeah okay mm-hmm. um, this is a film by uh, it was a film by Umino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't a really well known filmmaker until that point but it starred uh, Lee Byung-hun uh, very famous Korean actor who also works in Hollywood, uh, Cho Sung-woo and Peg Yun-sik. We've got a little clip from that. Uh, the next couple of lines will be in Korean. Don't worry about it. We're going to translate them coming out of it. Let's give it a quick listen. Okay, so for those without uh, Topic Level 5 Korean out there, uh, why don't you give us just a very brief summary of what was said in that trailer? Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, uh, uh, all right. It's, uh, uh, you know, the film, just to give an, an idea of what kind of movie this is, uh, this is a thriller, a crime thriller, but mm. politically themed. And it's uh, about a former political henchman, mm. kind of gangster type, you know, who was basically working for a politician. And he seeks revenge, uh, you know, after he's fired by his uh you know the ruthless politician so it's about the, it's a revenge tale and uh it was movie was very cathartic uh it's because in a way it's just, in this movie justice is served 
justice is served. There was a line in there that was particularly controversial too. It said something about uh, the public is like a pigs or, or like a dogs. Yeah, that was right in that little trailer we played. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was quite a stir when uh, somebody, a senior government person had journalists at an off-record drinks and food session and quoted the movie, but then that journalist went rogue and reported it as if he had said it. It caused this whole stir. So you can see something taken out of context can be pretty dangerous like that. We're running close to our time limit. We should... um we can obviously talk about this for hours, but uh, <laughs> I guess we are exiting one political era. We're going into what looks to be, if you look at the Vegas odds, a pendulum swing back sure. to mm-hmm. a left-leaning era. Um, do you have any general thoughts about what that means? The film industry will continue make move. You know, will continue making movies which are, I guess, moving and uh, thought-provoking. And uh, ironically, uh, we do have a couple of new movies uh, coming out this year. Uh, and they are more sort of, uh, I wouldn't say left-leaning, but uh, again, you know, film films which uh, there's a, a new movie coming out next month called The, the Mayor, uh, which is about the, the mayoral election campaign. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, it's con- considered as the Korean Eyes of March. The mayor of a fictional town, or are we talking Seoul? Or it's what? Seoul, it's Seoul. It's so, Seoul. so Chemin Shik from Old Boy plays uh, the, uh, the mayor of Seoul. And he's seeking re-election. And the film is considered, again, like as the eyes of March of Korea or like the house of cards. So it should be really interesting. It's, it's going to talk about the, again, the corrupted power and how, what they will do, you know, how far they will go, you know, to get what they want. Brass tacks, bloody knuckle politics. I can't wait. Won yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sook Chin, filmmaker and film expert. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this launch edition of Korea on screen with you. I look forward to many, many more conversations. Well, thank you for having future. me. Yes. And uh, when can I look forward to your next film, by the way? Um, hopefully, um, I will shoot something this year. So uh, next year, early next year. Awesome. I will look forward to that. Thanks for coming in. Thank you.